What's going on, designers and decorators? It's Timothy from Edema. Hey, and this is Hannah with Hannah Boyer and Company. How's it going? Pretty, pretty schnazzy. Pretty schnazzy today. Hey, you know what I always say? What? I think we should work smarter, not harder. It's so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely lost subscribers, 100%. <laughs> like, and <ew>. gone. <laughs> right? <laughs> but in all seriousness... I think it's really, really important that design firms do work smarter, not harder, because, you know, we're, that's, I think, the key in, uh, in your growth as a design firm. Absolutely. I think that in order to continue to scale, you have to have documented processes and other things working for you so that you are not spending 100% of your time just trying to keep the business afloat. Yep. Ain't nobody got time for that. Remember that? Um, that that commercial? Ain't nobody got time for that. That was like, you have you ever seen that? I don't know. It's not ringing a bell. Sorry. Oh, I have to. <laughs> I have to show you. I'll show you after. But okay. those who get it, they're probably laughing right now. I'm pretty sure they are. <laughs> the ones who get it. <laughs> there's, so there's not that much age difference between you and I either. So like literally sure a couple sense. of months, I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't this isn't an age thing. This is just something that I'm addicted to TikTok and I see or social oh, media, okay. I should say. Okay. Um, so talking about working smarter and not harder, some of the some of the ways we can look at this, there's four core ways that that we thought of. Yeah. Um, the very, very first would be automation and what that looks like. So I know that automation is is such a broad term because there's the automation of different systems using like Zapier or Integrately. I think there's like five or six new companies that just popped up that do a lot of integrations like Zapier. That's also cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also like automating your your business process and your design process and, you know, a lot of other components to that. So when you really, really break it down into sections like, you know, do how do you automate your um, your lead process, your client onboarding process, your, you know, your whole entire process at the end of the day. And when you get deep, deep into kind of in between the lines of what those sections are, um, that's what we're really talking about too, is is how much of your business process and your design process can you automate to give you more time in your day to focus on designing and focus on what you love doing? Yeah. I feel that a lot of designers get stuck in this mental space where they're like, but every project is different. So how can I automate or how can I template? Uh, And some of the barriers that I love to work through with designers is taking kind of a higher level look at it and saying, okay, yes, you're the design for that client is going to be different. You could be working on a kitchen in one and a, you know, outdoor space in another, but the steps that you have to take within each project is in fact the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you still have to collect the lead information. You still need to schedule a discovery call. You still need to go out to the space and take pictures and measure. And you still need to send the questionnaire out that gathers their um, design aesthetic and the needs that they have for that space, right? And so those are the things that we're talking about that can be templated, that you don't have to recreate every time. 
and then take it a step further and say, okay, let me create a sequence of events that allow those processes to act independently of me or be triggered at the time that you want them to be triggered. Um, but just the fact of having those things written down and in order saves you so much brain space because you know what happens next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually just spoke with the designer last week about not necessarily automating her contract process, which sounds weird to, to me to even say, um, mm -hmm. but how to essentially convert her contract from something that uh, she had to sit down for a whole hour almost mm -hmm. and, and do every single time she got a new project to more or less systemizing and streamlining, streamlining that for the next project. And I'll share one of the examples we did, which was, um, you know, one of the biggest reasons why she spent a, like probably three quarters of, of the contract time that she were, was creating these was because she added her scope of work into the contract. And so she sat down yeah. and did that with the contract. But one thing that we collectively agreed on, which is the way her business runs and her how she charges her clients and such, she was a flat rate designer. So that was like the perfect thing was to create a preliminary scope of work and also indicate in the agreement that that the scope can change by the client, but creating a preliminary scope template for a kitchen renovation or maybe a kitchen update or a bathroom, just all the different projects that she can technically do. And every yeah. time she gets a new project, she says, oh, here's my kitchen renovation scope of work template. Let me add you know, specifics to it versus having to create it from scratch every single time you do it. Exactly. So yeah, figuring all of that stuff out is, I think, one of the most critical things you can do for even growing your design from and being successful. And talking about working smarter, not harder, you you're, you don't have to do that alone either. Like Hannah, for example, has business process mapping as a service. Um, so definitely feel free to go over to Hannah's website and or talk to her team about, you know, doing that and they can help you kind of formulate that with you instead of you just you being alone and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I would say that for our process mapping, we definitely come to it with the lens of either Indima or Dubsado, right? We're, we're thinking yeah. about how to operate your business within those platforms. Um, but I just, I just love the clarity that the designer acquires after we just lay it all out on the table and say, mm -hmm. This, this is what you are doing from A to Z. And, you know, these are the emails that you need. These are the documents that you need. Um, even just having them write out all of the to-dos that are required to get them through a design project. Um, mm. Even if something as silly as like bring a measuring tape to the, the site, right? Like, getting all that written down so that it's not missed and you only have to do it once and then use a system that can duplicate that with every single client. And you've just saved yourself a buttload of time mm -hmm. by writing it down and saving it because <laughs> maybe, yeah. you know, you could, you could write it down in a paper notebook and then it's tossed aside and you have to do it all over again. Sounds like uh, something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't I don't say that like yes that would be but like yeah I agree with something I would do too <laughs> you meant it that way no, no I'm totally kidding. um I I also feel like 
there's this like sort of blockage from designers because we've we used to do business process mapping specific to Indema before we realized you do that and then we're like oh let's just you know let's just have designers go over to hannah um instead because mm -hmm. it does take a long time it's very very overwhelming um but at the same flip of the coin it's it's extremely eye-opening because you don't realize like how much you really have to do as a designer until you truly sit down and go through your business process and all of the the different things that that there are and i think the last one we did there was i think there was like seven different steps technically um that this particular firm had and in between each of those steps there was at least like 30 to 40 sub things pertaining to that step and it got Jeez. real deep i think there was like 130 something steps in total from wow. lead process to client onboarding process to then, you know, project administration process to setting up your systems process to then mm -hmm. going into the project, preliminary design, you know, all of your schematic design process, and then going into your sourcing and all the sourcing and procurement processes that go from there. And then your post project processes. And <laughs> there's there's an insane amount so don't feel a need that you have to do this alone there's definitely resources out there to help you and um precisely hannah um if you're going to go with dubsado or indima um and there's others like 19th and co where she goes from scratch um if you don't have right. a process or anything like that so i think it really just depends too but um yeah, automating as much as possible and then templating as much as possible, like your email responses. And um, Hannah, you also have email templates that you have to offer on your site too, right? Yeah, we do. We have 15 templates that kind of, oh. that take through a designer through um, the most common emails used throughout the client communication. Yep. And um, also feel free to create your own too. Like whatever you can automate um, yeah. or template, like in Indima, as an example, we have project templates where you can create pre-make, you know, milestones and templates. And as soon as you create a project from those, um, they're already there. So try to mm -hmm. really automate a lot of that and try to figure out, you know, down to the nitty gritty on every little detail there is. And I think that will really, really help you work smarter because then you can also see where those kinks that you can adjust to. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of designers kind of overlook those kinks or they become overwhelmed by it, not sure what to do. So you're only as good as your resources, I think, at the end of the day. When you have all those things documented, that's a beautiful time to bring in somebody and mm -hmm. continue to scale your business that you can't bring someone in easily without having those things written down, right? Because you're going to be using up a ton of your time to answer questions and orient them on how you do things. But if you already have it documented, that saves you, you know, a, a ton of time. And then bringing in someone thinking about working smarter, not harder, having a VDA either in-house or I guess VDA is actually out of house, right? Virtual. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, to, they could technically be in-house in a they different could section. be in-house. Yeah, that's true. Uh, to increase your billable hours, right? Like, to, I'm going to use my own business as an example. I have three other people who work under me, and I only have 24 hours in a day, just like everyone else. But we're able to work, you know, 
double that in a day if we wanted to, because we have more bodies working on every single project and all of those hours are billable. There's not something that's like behind the scenes managing emails. That's not bringing in any income. These are all tasks for clients. And I have now tripled myself essentially. Um, And that that's how you scale. So and even people like Dahlia from Design Assisted are, are, yeah. are actually a really perfect example for this too, because Dahlia handles all project management on a not a remote basis um, that I that I know of. Do you know if she does remote? I don't remember. She does have a few remote clients. Yeah. Okay, so possible remote, I should say, not setting any expectation that Dahlia does remote. <laughs> um, but yeah, util- utilizing like your on-site project management firm or even an expediter, um, you know, to handle all the procurement side of things. You know, whatever you can utilize in re- in regards to resources to then increase the billable hours that you have and not have to worry about hiring a nine-to-five employee. That's, I mean, I think that's also really a great, great way to work smarter. Yeah, you're not having to deal with all the yeah. extra components that come with that, for sure. A hundred percent. But I also think ultimately, and to tie this all together, I think it really comes down to um, that business process. I You won't believe, yeah. or maybe you will believe, that I would say out of the designers that we work with, there's a good 60% at least that don't have a process. That, that oh, um, I believe even. It. <laughs> yeah. Or even jump into Indima and we're like, well, what's, you know, what's your process for this when they ask certain questions and they're like, uh, there is none, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, and I, I think that's also another reason why there's a lot of designers who are bouncing, you know, many different pl- platforms because they don't understand their process fully. And that's the reason why they're using, you know, Depsado and Calendly and this other platform and that other platform. And they're not really successful when it comes to those systems because of the fact that they don't even understand their process as much as they should. So I think really the what truly makes you successful in working smarter, not harder is is knowing every every single part of your process as a designer and even more some, like, even if you don't think that you're going to want to know this process or that there isn't one, still explore it because you'll discover things that you didn't even know about your own business. And, you know, just really understand that that's the key component to all of this is is handling everything that you need to handle when it comes to understanding how how everything works together in your firm and having your finger on the pulse of it. Yeah. The minute you have your finger off of it, <laughs> I feel yeah. like you just, you know, you're so disconnected and you don't have a sense of what makes things run in your business. Yeah. And it's pretty dicey. No. Yeah. I, I totally agree that, you know, taking your finger off the pulse of that obviously is, is a catastrophe. And I, I think that's when, um, that's when you should really look into the automation part and trying to figure out how to tie in all your systems and, um, there's folks like us who are more than happy to help with that. So if you if you guys do need help, ping us. And of course, we'll talk about helping you out with all of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, it was a pleasure talking about working smarter with you, Hannah. Now that we've talked about that, I, I feel like I can work smarter. <laughs> Maybe I should stop at this cheesy. <laughs> I, I'm kind of digging it, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Never mind. No, you can I was going to say, we could just, we tell our listeners that you like to end our podcast with. That's cute. 
Oh, I mean, that was cute. <laughs> I actually didn't do it on the last episode. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. But that's really cute. <laughs> well, it was such a pleasure talking with you about working smarter, not harder. And if anyone has any questions, feel free to ping us. And all of our information is going to be in the description. If you want to check out Hannah's website, um, go look at the email templates that we talked about and also reach out to her if you need any help. And of course, we're also here too. If you want any help, we're happy to share our resources. But please hit that subscribe button. Until next time, have an amazing rest of your evening or afternoon or whatever it is and wherever you are. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Take care, everyone.